Good evening and welcome to Grafted in Messiah. I'm your host, Gil Burgos, and today's Tuesday, June 28th. Shilavim by Yehuda Glanz from the album Gotta Dance. Well, again, we're back here on Grafted and Messiah. I'm a host, Gil Burgos. And again, I'm saying just we're going to be uh, playing some music tonight. We're going to be sharing this article tonight. And I'm just glad to be here once again with you, the listening audience. I got another great article that I'm going to share with you. This one is called, Am I, I Am Jewish? Can I Become a Christian? That is another thing, the other topic that I was talking about yesterday that I was going to share today. So uh, it's very interesting, this article, because we had the same topic, actually the same problem today with a lot of uh, Jewish people, and they just afraid 
to make that transition. And they're afraid of being ostracized. They're afraid of being kicked out of their synagogues. And, and you know, that's going to happen. I mean, get ready. You're going to be persecuted. Even Yeshua said that. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. And this is from the very beginning. So get ready. You know, I'm not saying they're going to kill you or they're going to beat you up or, you know, violence or anything like that. But uh, they're going to probably most likely tell you to leave if you are going to confess Yeshua as Lord and Savior and as he's the Mashiach. They're not gonna, they, don't, they don't want you around. They're going to call you uh, every other name in the book, and they're going to say, no, no, you're going to poison this place, and you're going to convert everybody. We don't want you here with that stuff. Get away from us. You're no longer a Jew. You're a Christian, which is nonsense, because if you're born a Jew, you're a Jew, so you're there, you die. You know, religion is not the issue anymore. And besides, in, in the new faith, as you become born again, uh, one new man, as they say, uh, there is no Jew or Greek. Jew or Gentile, we are one in Messiah, one in Mashiach. So uh, fasten your seatbelts if you're going to make that move. Just ask people to pray for you and just ha have the Lord lead you and that you will find a place to fellowship. If you, you can't find something, just fellowship at home. Keep doing what you normally do and keep reading the Bible. Keep praying and, and you know, find some people online you can connect with and maybe they can lead you to a place that's near you or you can just... Do stuff online. You're never alone. You know, like the Bible says, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves, of yourselves. Got to find some connections online if you can't find them in person. Because I know sometimes it could be hard for people to connect uh, in person because of location and everything else. But still in all, I pray that the Leruach, that the Spirit will lead you, guide you into all truth, and that you will have the spirit of courage and that you will stand strong at this time when you do make this transition and leave Orthodox Judaism. Amen? Okay, so here it is. And I am Jewish. Can I become a Christian? We're going to start off with a testimony here from somebody that uh, submitted this to GodQuestions.org. GodQuestions, your question, biblical answers, as it says. Okay, it says, it begins by saying, what a wonderful question. Here is my story, he says. The story of another Jew like yourself who had asked this very same question many years ago. He starts out by saying this. I grew up in an Orthodox Jewish home in New York, and several years ago I came to believe that Yeshua, Yeshua is the meaning, I'm sorry, Yeshua is the Hebrew way to say the Greek name Jesus, is truly Yeshua, exactly, I'm sorry, is, is truly, I'm sorry, is truly the Jewish Messiah. Oh my God, my eyes got to put on my glasses. Believing that Yeshua is the Messiah wasn't easy. I had many, many questions, and I spent months examining the evidence and seeking God's answers. During my journey, I constantly reminded myself of a very important verse from the Jewish scriptures, the Tanakh. The Jewish prophet Jeremiah records the words of God, quote, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And this is a quotation from where? Jeremiah 29, 13. And the article goes on to say, the Jewish scriptures, the Torah, the prophets, and the writings which make up the Tanakh of the Jewish Bible paint a very clear picture of who the Messiah or the Mashiach will be when he eventually comes to the nation of Israel. In fact, there are over 300 prophecies in the Hebrew scriptures which detail many facts about this coming Messiah King. Here is just a sampling and a reminder of all these verses come from the Jewish Bible. Now, Here's the first. It says, Messiah was to be born at Bethlehem. It's from Micah 5.2, and I'm going to quote this. It says, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. Number two, Messiah would be from the tribe of Judah. And here's a quote here from Genesis 49.10, which says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff between his feet until the tri tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the prophets. Number three, Messiah would present himself by riding on a donkey. Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, 
the fowl of a donkey. Number four, Messiah would be tortured to death. Psalm 22, and I'm just going to read the first two verses. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry day by day, but you do not answer me all night, but, and there's more, but I'm not going to read the whole song. And finally, number five, Messiah would arrive before the destruction of the second tem temple, which you see in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, and I'm going to read, read 24, which says, 70 weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint a most holy place. Now, the article goes on to say this. Messiah's life would match a particular description, including suffering, silence at his arrest and trial, death and burial in a rich man's tomb and resurrection. We have two quotations, which is very lengthy, but when you have time, read Isaiah 52, 13 through Isaiah 53, 12. That's some powerful text there. You can go and do some research and read. Also, we see it says Christian prophecy is remarkably specific in detail as to lineage, birthplace, time, and lifestyle. Jesus matched the messianic expectations of the Hebrew scriptures. The record of this fulfillment is to be found in the pages of the New Testament. As you review the more extensive list of Jewish messianic prophecies, allow God to speak to your heart and your mind as you seek his truth. Interesting, and the, the Jewish scriptures paint seemingly two different pictures about the Messiah to come. For one, they talk about the Messiah who will come as the reigning king, who will usher in a period of unprecedented peace on earth. But many verses talk about the Messiah or Mashiach who will be a suffering servant, who will suffer and die for the sins of the people. For the many hundreds of years, the rabbis believed that there would be two messiahs, the King Mashiach ben David, David and the suffering servant Mashiach ben Joseph. The rabbis, unfortunately, were not able to see that one messiah would accomplish both missions. Christian prophecy was indeed fulfilled in the Jewish messiah. Jesus came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel 2,000 years ago. He came as Isaiah chapter 53 so clearly states, to die and, quote, suffer for the sins of the Jewish people. He came to the nation of Israel, but was rejected. If the Jews would have accepted his once for all, Hebrews 10, 10, atonement for sins, Yeshua would have ushered in the kingdom of heaven at that point in history. But the Jews did not recognize him, even though they had the word of God in their own Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures, and more than 300 descriptions of who, I'm sorry, and more than 300 descriptions of who he had would, this is not written right. <laughs> Let me read it again. And more than 300 descriptions of who he would be when he comes, they missed him. As a result, the good news of God's kingdom went forth to the Gentile world, and the, for 2,000 years now, both Jew and Gentile have come together in Mashiach looking forward to his soon return as reigning king, just as the rabbis have always expected. Now, this, are, this is not a lengthy article per se, so I'm going to just read this, the last two paragraphs because I have something else that I also want to share with you tonight. All right, the second to last paragraph reads like this. It says, although the nation of Jews rejected Yeshua when he came, God has always, through the last 2,000 years, kept a quote-unquote remnant of believing Jews for himself. I and many thousands of Jews alive today have received Yeshua as the Lord and Savior and Mashiach. We have been blessed with, quote, new life in him. Hallelujah. And we look forward to eternal life with him in godly, I'm sorry, God's heavenly kingdom. This is a lot to digest, but if you are asking this question, is it God's spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, who has drawn you to this information, I pray that you will continue your examination of the evidence of who Jesus really is and his claims to be the Jewish Messiah in fulfillment of Hebrew prophecy. Remember the words of Yeshua, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. 
if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Revelation 3.20. Perhaps Yeshua, the Jewish Messiah, is standing at the door of your heart right now. Consider him. Open the door and allow him to come into you. And then he finally puts at the end here, he says, have you made a decision to trust Jesus the Messiah because of what you have read here today? If so, please click on I have accepted the Christ today button below. And there's a button you can click on here. What an amazing, amazing testimony. And the scriptural, the scripture, a lot of scriptures to back this up. So I'm going to let you guys muse on that for a little bit. We're going to go to a break. And when I return, we're going to read something else. So stay tuned. We'll be back right back shortly. by Yehuda Glan. Same album, same album. That's a great album. From God to Dance. You're listening to uh, Graph to the Messiah, and I'm your host, Gil Burgos. We're broadcasting here live on Airtime Pro, and we're podcasting at the same time. We're doing both, two things at once. Multitasking, they call it. Hey, listen, no, last night I was watching. I'm going to get into the second part of, of my show here with something else I want to share with you. But last night I was watching a video with Tovia Singer and Nassim Black. I'm pretty sure you've seen Tovia Singer over the course of time. He's a Jewish uh, rabbi, apologetics, guy knows his stuff. He knows a lot. <laughs> I'm very surprised at what he knows, especially he knows the New Testament as well. He likes to misquote it a lot. But he does, you know, he, he uses the New Testament to back up his position, never to use it properly. I always watch him and hear him. And every time 
He says people are quoting verses out of contact when he's the one that's really doing He's manipulating the scriptures. And he's always saying that Christians don't know the Bible. And he tries to, like, parade his knowledge, which is not accurate. He may know Torah. He may know Judaism. He may, because he has a, a website, I think it's called Outreach Judaism, something like that. I'm not trying to promote his website. Please don't go there. It's not where you want to go. Uh, Tovia Signa, Sing, Singer, I think it's a singer, is a guy that... He's, he doesn't like Christians. I mean, he just pretends that he'll, he likes them, but he really doesn't like them. He's against Christians. And he had Nassim Black, who was once a Christian, but once a Muslim, and now he's into Orthodox Judaism. Interesting. He was, uh, Nassim Black was giving his testimony. Now, he's big in Israel right now. He's a black rapper. He was into this gangster rap here. He has a tremendous testimony. It's too bad he didn't stay in the Christian faith. He, he gravitated towards, the, towards Islam and for I think he said a couple of years and that didn't work out because he's always been looking for the truth. He had the truth. His father is, so-called, is a so-called pastor and then for some reason I don't know, I have to go back and listen again to his story, but for some reason he's not following the Christian faith anymore. He all of a sudden he just moved and gravitated towards Messianic Judaism. I don't know what it was. Maybe he saw the unity and maybe he saw something else that attracted him to him. Maybe I don't know exactly. I have to hear his testimony again. But for some reason he was sitting down chatting with Tovia Singer yesterday when they were going back and forth and they were talking about the oral law. And I mean, it was an interesting conversation. I, I, I even learned some stuff from what uh, Tovia Singer was saying. But when he started to quote again the New Testament, I said, nah, no, 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 no. Now you got it all wrong. You're misquoting the text. And, you know, now some black is eating this up and he's laughing. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's going along. And I said, my God, you are so deceived. You know, sometimes things sound good, but then they're not. They're just like poison. You know, you drink something, it tastes good. And all of a sudden you drink it and it kills you. It's like alcohol. People that have, uh, they have, you know, have this thing about alcohol, they become alcoholics, they drink and drink and drink until they have cirrhosis of the liver and then they die. Uh, my friend's father died from that. It's horrible. But then again, you know, we got to pray for these guys. You know, they are totally, totally lost. And it's sad to see how they're going back and forth and they're goofing around, jack, you know, ha, 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 they're making fun and you know, we're, Christians are the ones that are dumb and we don't know what we're talking about. And we're, we're so, you know, it's, it's not good. But anyway, listen, they're doing what they're doing because out of ignorance. Like even just Jesus said on the cross, forgive them for they don't know what they do. So they're speaking out of ignorance. And that's when we got to say, Lord, open up their eyes because they don't know what they're saying. And I know you love them. You die for them. You want them to come to the saving knowledge of sure. But they are so close minded and they've been uh, led astray to something that is not truth. So I was just wanted to share that with you tonight so you can think about them in your prayers. Nassim Black and Tovia Singer. All right, we're going to continue with our show here. We got something else I want to share with you, and it's similar. It's going to relate to what I was just speaking about. And this part of the uh, article that says, why do most Jews reject Jesus as the Messiah? And you know that for sure. A lot of Jews, they just... They have been so misinformed. I, I heard something today. Uh, a woman from a podcast that I listened to is Walk Like a Hebrew. It's uh, a very Torah-observant young lady. I, I think her name is Jody, if I remember correctly. And she has a nice show, and she talks to t- these Torah-observant Jews and, or Messianics, whatever, and they, they're really on fire for the Torah. Let me tell you, they're really out, out, out to just do everything the Torah says. You know, it it's looks like I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know her per se, but the program seems sounds pretty good. But they're really hung up on just that. And you have to have a balance. Listen, just don't get only like these people. They just say, I'm Torah observant. But listen, just be spirit observant. Let the spirit lead you. Because if you take out the spirit of God, then you have nothing. You need the Holy Spirit to enlighten you what you are learning and, and show you when you read the Tanakh, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, you have to read it with New Testament lenses. You can't read it from an Old Covenant because the Old Covenant, as the Bible says in Hebrew, is becoming obsolete like it doesn't exist. That's what God said in the book of Hebrews. The Old Covenant is becoming, or has even become, obsolete. Obsolete. So remember that. So always read what you read 
whether you're reading the old Tanakh, Torah, whatever, prophets, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Solomon, I mean, anything you read, the kings and history, read it with New Testament glasses because you've been enlightened. The Lord has opened up your eyes so you know the truth. And remember that when you read something from the Old Testament. So don't let anybody confuse you because once you are confused, then you can slip away. And that's what happened, I think, with maybe some of these guys like Nassim Black and other people like him who misunderstood what the Bible teaches and went astray because they, somebody told them something and they believed it, not what God said. If they were stranded on an island with just the Bible, they would understand the Bible more so. But when they get involved with other people and then people seem to interpret the Bible for them, that becomes a problem. Because now you're taking another man's perspective of what he read. He has a mind just like you have a mind. So what makes him infallible? He can be wrong. And you're going to trust your eternity or your salvation with a man? Or you're going to trust what God says? Anyway, let's read on. Why do most Jews reject Jesus as the Messiah? Here we go. The Jews rejected Jesus because he failed in their eyes to do what they expected their Messiah to do to destroy evil and all their enemies and establish an eternal kingdom with Israel as their preeminent nation in the world. The prophecies in Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22 describe a suffering Messiah who, would persecute and, who was persecuted and killed, but the Jews chose to focus instead on those prophecies that discuss his glorious victories, not his crucifixion. The commentaries in the Talmud, written before the onset of Christianity, clearly discuss the messianic prophecies of Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22 and puzzle over how these would be fulfilled in the glorious setting up of the kingdom of the Messiah. After the church used these prophecies to prove the claims of Christ, the Jews took the position that the prophecies did not refer to the Messiah, but to Israel or some other person. Let me stop there for a moment. This is exactly what Tovia Singer preaches. He says that, that Isaiah 53 has nothing to do with the Messiah. It's totally, no, he's saying, no, 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 you may be reading it wrong. I'm reading it wrong. I don't, I don't think so. This is so, pers pers it looks like a person they're talking about, not, not a nation. It's talking about a person, not a country. So it's personified. That's the word I was looking for. It's personified. Isaiah 53, when you read the, the suffering servant. But Tovia Singh again says, no, you're reading it wrong. It doesn't say that. Okay, let's move on. It says here the Jews believe that the Messiah, the prophet which Moses spoke about, would come and deliver them from Roman bondage and set up a kingdom where they would be the rulers. Two of the disciples, James and John, even asked to sit at Jesus' right and left in the, his kingdom when he came into his glory. The people of Jerusalem also thought he would deliver them. They shouted praises to God for the mighty works they had seen Jesus do and called out, Hosanna, save us, when he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And this is from Matthew 21, 9. It says, And the crowds that were went before him and that were following him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai, Hosanna in the highest. They treated him like a conquering king. Then, when he allowed himself to be arrested, tried, and crucified on a cursed cross, the people stopped believing that he was a promised prophet. They rejected their Messiah. And here's a quote from Matthew 27, 22, which says, Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with, the, with Jesus, one who was called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. No. That Paul tells the church that the spiritual blindness of Israel is a mystery that had not previously been revealed, Romans chapter 9 through 11. For thousands of years, Israel had been the one nation that looked to God while the Gentile nations generally rejected the light and chose to live in, a, in spiritual darkness. Israel and her inspired prophets revealed monotheism, one God who was personally interested in man's destiny of heaven or hell, the path to salvation, the written word, and the Ten Commandments. Yet Israel rejected her prophesied Messiah. 
and the promises of the kingdom of heaven were postponed. The veil of spiritual blindness fell upon the eyes of the Jews, who previously were the most spiritually discerning people. As Paul explained, this hardening of the part of Israel led to the blessings of the Gentiles who would believe in Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior. 2,000 years after he had came to the nation of Israel as their Messiah, Christ is still, for the most part, rejected by the Jews. Many Jews today, for some say at least half of the living Jews, identify themselves as Jewish but prefer to remain secular. They identify with no particular Jewish movement and have no understanding or affiliation with any Jewish biblical roots. The concept of Messiah as expressed in the Hebrew scriptures or Judaism's, quote, 13 principles of faith is foreign to most Jews today. Let me stop there for a moment. There's a, there's a show, or a, a guy on YouTube that I watch. I don't have in front of me the link, and I forgot the name of the YouTube channel. If you email me, I'll get it out to you. And by the way, if you want to call the show, the number to call is 914-233-3672 if you want to discuss this. Uh, this guy here, he, what he does, he's, <laughs> he's a Jewish atheist. Go figure he speaks Hebrew, speaks uh, English, and he interviews people in Israel, Jerusalem more so, Orthodox Jews, secular Jews, and he asks them all kinds of questions. He's, he talks to Palestinians, he talks to Muslims, he talks to everybody over there, but more so, more Jews, and he speaks to them in Hebrew most, for the most part. And interesting enough, he speaks a lot to secular Jews, and, and what I just read to you is totally true, because a lot of these people over there they have no religion. Can you believe that? They, they just live there. They just born Jewish or Israeli, but they, have, they don't have nothing. They don't want nothing to do with religion. They know very, very, very little. They know who Jesus, they heard of Jesus. They even know about Messianic Judaism, but they say, whatever. You know, they, their thing is, listen, it don't bother me. I don't care. It don't bother you. It don't bother me. I'm just here to just live my life, whatever. Because the guy is always asking them, does that bother you that... These people call themselves Jews and they're Christians. They call themselves Messianics. And they say, what is that? <laughs> Who's that? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. That's their life. Whatever they want to believe, that's their belief. I don't care. As long as, you know, that's their problem, whatever. And, and most of the secular Jews that don't have any type of faith, they all, they all, most or less, they all sound the same. They all say the same, but this guy's getting, like, he wants to get, like, a gang or something. Like, everybody that's gang up on the Christian or the Messianic Jews over there. Let's all go against them, and let's, let's show them. But he's uh, running out of gas, so to speak, because more people are just like, no, nah, I'm not inter interested in your, what are you asking me, and it doesn't really matter, you know, whatever. So it is what it is, but it is a true statement. What I just read is that a lot of people over there just don't care. They just want to live their life, drink their beers, smoke their cigars, and whatever. All right, all right, let me take one more quick break, and when we return, we're going to finish up this article. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Shevetov by Yehuda Glass from the album Gotta Dance. Wonderful song. Well, you're listening to Graphic and Messiah. I'm your host, Gil Burgos, and we are discussing, if you just joined us, why do most Jews reject Jesus as the Messiah? Good information here. I've just been reading it from the article from God Questions. And at the part before the break, there was something here in the paragraph that struck a nerve, and I'm going to read it again. Because I'm doing the break, I was looking at something from Kabad.org. Why? Because something I just read, which said here in the article, the concept of Messiah as expressed in the Hebrew scriptures or Judaism's 13 principles of faith is foreign to most Jews today. What is the 13, what are the 13 principles of Jewish faith? Well, I looked it up on Chabad.org. And I'm just going to read verbatim what it says from, from the website. It says, the great codify of Torah law and Jewish philosophy, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, or the Mamadis, they also known as the Rambam, compiled what he refers as the Shalasha Asa Akiram, or Ikarim, the 13 fundamental principles of the Jewish faith as derived from the Torah Mamadis, or Mamadis, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, I forget refers to these 13 principles of faith as the fundamental truth of our religion and its very foundations, end quote. The 13 principles of Jewish faith as recorded in the Mammonids introduction to Perek Shelek as, are as follows. And now here they are. I'm just going to read them or what they are. Number one, belief in the existence of, a, of the creator who is perfect in every manner of existence and is the primary cause of all that exists. Number two, the belief in God's absolute and unparalleled unity. Number three, the belief in God's non-corporality, I don't know what that is, nor that, nor that he will be affected by any physical occurrences such as movement, rest, or dwelling. Number four, the belief in God's eternity. Number five, the imperative to worship God exclusively and no false foreign gods. Number six, the belief that God communicates with man through prophecy. Number seven, the belief in the primacy of the prophecy of Moses, our teacher. Number eight, the belief in the divine origin of the Torah. Number nine, the belief in the you, you, <laughs> immutability of the Torah. That's a tongue sister. Number 10, the belief in God's omniscience and providence. Number 11, the belief in divine reward and retribution. Number 12, the belief in the arrival of the Messiah and the Messianic era. And number 13, the belief in the resurrection of the dead. And at the bottom it says, it is the custom of many congregations to recite the 13 articles in a slightly more poetic form, beginning with the words, Animanin, I believe, every day after the morning prayers in the synagogue. So there you have it, the 13 principles of faith, but again, I'll back it up and read it one more time. 2,000 years after he came to the nation of Israel as their Messiah, Christ is still, for the most part, rejected by the Jews. Many Jews today, some say at least half of all living Jews, identify themselves as Jewish but prefer to remain secular. Unbelievable. And I, again, as I was telling you about that, I, I, I've heard it. I've seen them say what they say. <laughs> they're, they're just worldly. Uh, that's the term we use here. Worldly people. They identify with no particular Jewish movement and have no understanding or affiliation with any Jewish biblical roots. Is that possible? Yes, absolutely. We thought all people, because they're Jewish, they're going to follow some type of religion? <laughs> no, it doesn't go like that. Just like over here. Same thing in the U.S. The concept of Messiah as expressed in the Hebrew Scripture or Judaism 13 principles of faith is foreign to most Jews today. But one concept is generally held as universal. Jews must have nothing to do with Jesus. Most Jews today perceive the last 2,000 years of historical Jewish persecution to be at the hands of so-called Christians from the Crusades to the Inquisition, that's the Spanish Inquisition, by the way, to the Pogamos in Europe, to Hitler's Holocaust. Jews ultimately believe that they are being held responsible for the death 
of Jesus Christ and are being persecuted for that reason. They, therefore, reject him today. And that is, again, truth. People think that Hitler was a Christian, you know, he was Catholic, just because he mingled, he did some business things with the church, they said, oh, yeah, he's a Christian. No, they're all Christians. They hate Jews. They're part of the Holocaust. No, not true. The devil is a liar. That is not true. They have this understanding that Jesus is, is, a, uh, is, is a different religion. Uh, he's from a different, he created a different religion. He created Christianity. Uh, he, Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. He was Jewish, and Christianity is just following what Jesus was. He was just the Messiah. So Judaism, it started one way, and it turned up to be two separate things, two separate ways, because of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And by the way, the modern rabbinical Judaism follows Pharisaic teaching, not Sadducee, but Pharisees. You know, you see Orthodox Judaism, that's a replica of the Pharisaic movement and teachings from back in the days of Jesus. Finally, this brother says, the good news is that many Jews are turning to Christ today. Hallelujah. The good news, I'm sorry, the God of Israel has always been faithful to keep a remnant of believing Jews to himself. In the United States alone, some estimates say that there are over 100,000 Jewish believers in Jesus, one here too, and believing, I'm sorry, and numbers are growing all the time. Hallelujah. So God is not finished yet until that time comes. So right now, we're just waiting for more and more Jews to come into a saving knowledge of Yeshua the Messiah. Amen? All right, I'm gonna take one more break, and then when I come back, we're gonna close. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
We've been playing you Yehuda Glans this whole week. Yehuda Glans, Yehuda Glans, Yehuda Glans week. Then next week we'll do another artist. But this week we're on Yehuda Glans. That's my man from Argentina. All right. Welcome back to Graph of the Messiah. We had a great show today. If you haven't uh, visited us, our podcast, go to Podomatic. And there are other podcasts. We just started last week. Uh, great show. A lot of people are downloading as well as listening to the podcast. Um, and, you know, share it with a friend, family, loved one, and let them hear what we're talking about. And, you know, hopefully more people will get on board and listen to the show. Amen? Or you can just go listen to the, a live program if you're online. You can hear me live on airtime.pro. Gilbergos.airtime.pro is the, is the website. I'm tired. I got to get some rest. Anyway, for more information about our ministry, visit me on www.graffitinmessiah.org. Amen? So check us out. Be, uh, be one of those people that's like share, 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 and uh, let people know that we're talking about Messianic Judaism and the Jews that are coming to Jesus and all this stuff, and people will get blessed. Amen? All right, guys, we're out of time. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you.